This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, December 18th. Four days to go until the start of the regular season. A big weekend of fantasy drafts is upon us, and we are here today to hopefully help you get ready. Today we're going to be looking at some of our top takeaways from the preseason. We'll talk John Wall and Demarcus Cousins in Houston, Kobe White in Chicago, Andre Drummond, Michael Porter Jr., that and much more coming up on the show. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Right now, we welcome in my co-host, Steve Alexander. Steve, what's up? Uh, well, Matt, basketball season's almost here. We have been drafting constantly oh all uh, kinds of drafts yeah i see i see you all over the place you know and, uh, had a draft last night with mr rick camla and uh i think uh brewski and gallagher were in that thing too i don't know i don't know how your your invitation must have got lost in the mail mm. but mm-hmm. i got the uh i got the number one pick matt and i got luca and i was fired up about it and then all my guys, all the guys I like to reach for, all my the guys that I I, I like to have fun when I fa- play fantasy basketball. So I I draft people that I like. And Steve's all stars. It seems like every single one of them, with the exception of Tim Hardaway Jr., fell to me, and I was psyched about it. It's kind of funny that Tim Hardaway Jr. It's not really funny that one of you, he's one of your. It's kind of funny that he's one of your guys. That's a it pretty is. Random it is one. hilarious, actually. <laughs> Like in that you couldn't get him. That that's weird. <laughs> someone, someone sniped you on Tim Hardaway Jr. That's he did. Kamla did it to me, and uh, I, I apparently I sniped him on THJ in a thirty deep, and then he got me back uh, in in his league. And it, it's not like we're drafting Tim Hardaway Jr. in the fifth round. It's like round twelve or whatever. And right. 
he's he's gonna be Luca's right hand man with no Kristaps Porzingis. Like I'm really all in on on Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson. I think all three of them are gonna be gonna be fun. Josh Richardson was a guy that I was concerned about a little bit because Luka Doncic doesn't pass, only passes, <laughs> only passes to get assists. But yeah, he had a really encouraging preseason game. When was that? Was that on Monday? Uh, Josh Richardson had twenty three and... points, seven boards, five of six from three, shot seven to ten from the field. That's what you have to do when you play with Luka because you don't get the ball that often. You got to pretty much hit everything if you want to break twenty points. I'm just kidding, but I do, <laughs> I do think I can see it a little bit with Porzingis out. I, I worry, I worry about Richardson. I think not having enough usage once Porzingis is back, but we don't know when that'll be, Steve. Well, I think the steals and the blocks are coming back. I think Josh is going to have a rebirth in Dallas. I think it's coming. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So today we're going to hit some preseason takeaways, Steve, and I want to start with the city of Houston. We'll start with John Wall, Steve. His first three preseason games were his first games in nearly two years. And in those three preseason games, he averaged 16.3 points, 5.3 assists, 1.7 steals, 1.3 threes. He did have a two for six from the free throw line in there, which reminds us of one of the issues with having John Wall in fantasy. He was, Steve, a top 75-ish guy when we last saw him in 2018-19. He's going to hurt you in free throws, as I mentioned, potentially. He's around a 70% shooter, I think, when we last saw him. And he might outright destroy you in turnovers, 3.8 per game for his career. He's had a couple instances where he averaged over four per game. He went 60th overall in 30 deep, which I think is a little early for me, Steve. But what are your thoughts on Wall if the consensus is you need to draft him in the middle rounds to land him on your squad? Yeah, and that's the thing. He's being drafted like he's going to be a you know top 75 player this year. If he was only able to be a top 75 before he got injured, I mean, he certainly, I don't think there's any chance he comes back and is better than he was before. Uh, he's gotten a little older. Like you said, the turnovers that there, the free throws aren't great. And I'm not drafting him. If, if he falls into like round 11 or 12 when I'm looking at Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson, maybe I would I would take yeah. John Wall, but I I don't see me... Uh, having him on any of my rosters this year and we talk sometimes about the sub-zero what i call the sub-zero categories you know field goal percentage free throw percentage and turnovers being the areas where a player can actually put you below zero in an eight or nine category league and john wall is a liability in two of those potentially turnovers of course and free throws so it's just not a fun combo you know i can handle a high turnover guy but if he's going to break free throws too that's really annoying well, and and we say all of that, and then you bring into the fact that he hasn't played in two years, and he's coming off a horrific injury, and we are in the middle of a pandemic, and this is going to be the season of load management of all seasons. So you add add in all that on top of it. I mean, I, I don't see how you take Wall. And he's on the north side of 30 now, I believe, right? So if you want another fantasy red flag, we can add that to the mix. Yeah, just put it in Let's there. just pile them on do we have anything else or You're like it's like birthday candles on a cake other than that though it's a fantastic pick well welcome back john wall well and i mean look i do think the counting stats i think could be very strong as long as he's healthy you know yeah 
the flashes we've seen of him in the preseason, it looks like still an explosive guy. You know, I think that's the conventional analysis. So we could easily see Wall putting up numbers. It's just, again, there are a lot of red flags and a lot of concerns. Speaking of which, his teammate, former college teammate, current Houston Rockets teammate DeMarcus Cousins has put up some intriguing preseason numbers. 10.3 points, 7.3 boards, 1.7 steals, 1.7 blocks, 2.03, Steve. This is prior, by the way, to Houston's final preseason game on Thursday. Where do you come down on drafting Boogie Cousins? I believe we saw him go just outside the top 100 in the Roto World live draft show. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, I like Boogie. I like his demeanor on the court. I like the fact he shoots threes. He's a good player. Uh, I hope he doesn't ruin my guy Christian Wood. I wish we could have seen Wood and Cousins play next to each other in the preseason, but Wood has been out, so we didn't really get to see that. I do think they're going to play together, and I think if it's late enough in your draft and you need a center and Boogie is sitting there, I'm okay with taking a flyer on Boogie. I feel wildly better about Boogie around pick 100 than Wall around pick 70, I think, all things considered. Yes, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. All right, to Chicago, Steve. Kobe White in his preseason action so far, 20.7 points per game, 4.7 dimes, 3.73 pointers. We have high hopes for Kobe White, I think. But strangely, he's a guy who... Seems to be going kind of late in drafts. I mentioned that Roto World Live Fantasy Draft. By the way, if you want to check that out, if you missed it, you can go to rotoworld.com slash hoopsmock to see that. He went 86 overall in that draft, Steve, to Ryan Knaus. With a guy for a guy with this much upside, with a new coach, we already saw him starting to break out before the season shut down. We're seeing him play well in the preseason. We know the role is great. I don't know. That just seems like one of the best draft values that we're seeing. That's pretty good value, I would say. Um, yeah, where did he go? I feel like that was a steal. Let's see where. You're saying that was a bit of an outlier. A little bit, of, like that was that was that was good. Um, that was uh, that was good. I liked that. <laughs> Kobe is one of my one of my guys. I like to draft him. He's, I think he's going to have a huge year. He was phenomenal at the end of last season. Once he was finally turned loose by coach Boylan and now he's got we got a new coach Billy Donovan we got new blood in Chicago which is awesome I think everybody is excited about Billy Donovan being there and I think Kobe White is going to be really good he went 63rd he did in our 30 deep he did so a wide basically a two-round difference there um, or a 12-round difference there if you're doing a two-man draft uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a big swing. But even at, in the 60s, I'm still excited about Kobe White. That's the bottom line. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's not to love? It's it's exciting. I wish I had him in more spots, but I've only got him on one team, I think. Let's remedy that this weekend, shall we? Yeah, okay. let's fix it. Great. Quickly to the – this is the Florida State rookies section of the podcast. Patrick Williams, Bulls rookie through his first three preseason games, has had some flashes, I would say. 12.7 points, 4.3 boards, 1.0 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.03s. He went 168th in the 30 deep league, Steve. I'll also mention his college teammate, Devin Vassell, who is a San Antonio Spur, through his first couple preseason games. 11.5 points, 5.0 boards, 3.5 steals, 
1.53s. Looks really active on defense. That's prior to San Antonio's dress rehearsal on Thursday. We're recording this. So a big night just happened for Vassell, if you're hearing this podcast. Steve, we're going to talk quite a bit about some late-round rookies. What do you think of both of these guys as you look at Williams in Chicago and Vassell in San Antonio? As far as Williams goes, he looks like he is ready-made for the NBA. Like He's big. He's chiseled. He's strong enough. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a a good player for the Bulls. I don't know that in standard fantasy leagues you need to think about drafting him, but he is a guy that I would keep an eye on on the waiver wire because I feel like the Bulls really like him. He's saying and doing all the right things, and I think he's gonna have a long, solid NBA career. As for his college teammate at Florida State, Vassell. Fun fact: I have not seen the Spurs play i i try whenever i can to not watch the spurs yes you're not Um, a spurs guy that as much as you love the mavs you're out on the spurs i don't enjoy watching (laughs) spurs basketball but uh it's funny i was at my buddy's house last night and he said hey we're moving this guy's dog tomorrow and i bet you don't know who it is and he said it's vassell of the he thought he played for the Rockets, but he plays for the Spurs. And I was like, yeah, I know who that guy is. That's incredible. So, yeah, my buddy owns a pet transportation business, and he is moving Vassell's dog today as we speak. I don't know if there's any fantasy takeaways from that news, like anything to be gleaned from Vassell's dog moving, you know, that you can apply to your fantasy league. But it is fun inside knowledge. Uh, Vassell's three and a half steals in the preseason. That's what's fun. Yeah, and as I mentioned, they watching some highlights of him. He he looks like a guy who is very aggressive. You know, has steals on his mind. He was a steals and blocks guy in college. One point four steals, one point oh blocks. That doesn't always carry over to the NBA, but it does show you a potential blueprint for fantasy success for him. A guy who maybe has that wonderful combo of one or more three steals blocks in his future. But again, Thursday night potentially a big night for him as San Antonio had their dress rehearsal. So check back on that box score and see if everything we have said just went up in smoke, (laughs) Steve. (laughs) Let's transition now to Cleveland. First one hit the veteran player, Andre Drummond. Had a slow preseason opener, but over his last two games, 17.5 points, 12.5 boards, one steal per game, 1.5 blocks, 1.03, Steve. He hit a three-pointer in each of his most recent two preseason games, went two for five from distance in those games. I bring up Drummond not really because I think he's going to hit a ton of threes this season. I've kind of given up on that. Uh, But he's really fallen in drafts. He went 33rd in the 30-team league. I'm checking on the Roto World League right now. I think he went a little earlier there. First pick of round four in Camel's draft. First pick of round four in that one. Oh, and first pick of round four, strangely, in the Roto World draft as well. So 37th in both of those leagues. So you're suddenly getting Drummond in the 30s. I wasn't that high on him coming into this season, but I think if I can get him in the 30s, I'm going to have a hard time not doing it, I think. I just don't – I don't ever – I don't usually draft Drummond just because I'm so scared of his free throws. And Yeah. He's weird in Cleveland. Like, like does he want to be there? Do they want him there? And he's just standing outside chucking threes like Brooke Lopez now. Like, who is this guy? Uh, I just don't see myself drafting Drummond. But – to your point, if he's there in the in the fourth round, 
you know he's going to rack up a bunch of stats. Right. And and in the past when I've talked myself into Drummond, I've been like, well, you know, he only takes, you know, five-ish free throws per game. It's not like he gets there double-digit times per game. But then that first two for seven, you're just crushed. So <laughs> I still think you yeah. kind of got to punt free throws if you have him, and, and that is annoying. And I, I'm bad at building a punting roster. So I'm going to try to stay disciplined this weekend in my drafts and let other people take Drummond but it does get tempting in the 30s let's talk about a rookie teammate of his in Cleveland Isaac Okoro he's had some notable preseason games 14.3 points per game 1.7 steals 1.7 threes Steve the knock on Okoro coming out of Auburn was that he couldn't shoot I think he shot like something like 29 percent at Auburn but the shot looks decent to me and I think he's an interesting late round flyer because it seems like the Cavs want to give this guy minutes right away a lottery pick and you know maybe there's a blueprint here for points threes and some defensive stats i don't know i, I think it's more of a deep league situation but okoro is another rookie who's on my very late round radar well and i mean if you're gonna draft rookies you want you want them to be on teams that are not very good and the Cavs are not very good he's gonna play for that team and he's probably gonna play decent minutes and he's young obviously he's healthy and he's the kind of guy that if he gets you know 24 25 minutes could be a really sneaky late round pick or you know somebody you pick up off the waiver wire after week one so i i, I like him i'm kind of keeping my eye on him Dietz and watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever what's that mean it means never cutting corners ever it means cooking not processing it means our virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection then twice baked to layer the flavors it takes more time but you can taste the difference we come to work every day to do it the right way even if it's the hard way because if it's not right for us it's not right for you Dietz and watson it's a family thing since 1939 the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand life is a highway and on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Steve, I want to head to Denver for a second for a check-in on Michael Porter Jr., a name you've already mentioned here, I think. You've drafted him in about 72 leagues already so far. Through his first two preseason games, he has not had a big box score yet. He's averaged eight and a half points, six boards, 1.0 blocks, 1.5 threes. You shook the earth when you took him in the third round of our Roto World live draft. His preseason finale is coming up Friday night. Heading into that game, that all-important or not-at-all-important game, depending on your philosophy, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your personal concern level, Steve? I'm at like a, a 3. That's fair somewhere down low it's i'm not concerned this is the this is the preseason you know we didn't even used to cover the preseason like you didn't even really know what was happening the games weren't on tv 
Um, it, it's just preseason. It's sort of like Allen Iverson talking about practice, right? But if we're talking about this, and we are, 10 or 15 days from now, then I'm going to be freaking out because, as you pointed out to me a little while ago, if Michael Porter Jr. falls apart this season, then all of my teams are probably going to be in trouble. So, and I don't bring this up to say that I'm actually that worried about it. I was just curious. I just wanted to kind of take your temperature on it because, and where did he go in the 30 team league? We know where he went in the, in the Total World <laughs> Live draft. I got him last night in round five in Camelot's draft, so that was reasonable. Yeah, 64th, one pick after Kobe White in the 30-team league. And one pick before, I took Clint Capella at 65. Whew. Man, if I'm getting Clint Capella in the 60s of any other leagues, I'm going to be a very happy person. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably won't if you're in a league with Jared because he takes him in, like, round three and i think i do have two drafts with jared coming up including a salary draft which i can't believe you suckered me into that i I cannot stand doing those things really yeah i that's that's surprising there i don't do salary drafts very often but when i do i i amuse myself i think i think it's fun i thought you were gonna say when i do i drink dos equis i um (laughs) yes i my, my my issue is i tend to in in the past when I've done them, my strategy is just horrible. I you know I don't know when I'm up. I don't know whether I should nominate someone that I actually want on my team, someone I want someone else to end up with. I, I just it's a whole head mind game for me. I just haven't done enough of them to really be good at it. I try to kind of drive up the bidding on a player I don't want. I end up with that player. It happened. I'm still haunted <laughs> by a time that happened uh, for me with Al Jefferson <laughs> years ago when he played for the Bobcats. So well, you yeah, know how bad hey, memories. You know how I roll with my regular leagues. I got to get my guys, and in a salary league, it's even worse. Like, can you imagine how much I'm going to spend on Luca? Like, ugh, what, so frightening. What do you do when it's your turn? Do you would you first time up just put Luca out there, and then you just everyone knows what's happening, and you're just going to outbid him no matter what? Maybe I, I I don't I it frightens me to think about it honestly and and I'm not good at those types of leagues because I spend all my money on two guys and then I I'm trying to pick up the pieces at the end yeah it's just yeah I mean it's, it's not a good place for me it's to not be. fun it's not fun it's it's traumatic <laughs> it's, I find it traumatic God, give me the give me the snake draft all day. All right, Steve, where are we where are we now? I'm kind of got to get myself back together now. That kind of rattled, you know, rattled me. While we're talking about drafts and everybody's getting ready for their draft, can we take a second? I, I want to talk about the, the first and second round this year because in the past, I feel like we always know who the first six picks are going to be generally. Or you, you have a pretty good idea of who's going to go in the first round. Or you have a pretty good idea of where LeBron or AD are going to go. And this year, it feels like you're walking through a minefield in the first couple rounds. And it reminds me of football because in football drafts this year, Saquon Barkley down, Zeke Elliott, terrible. Eckler hurt, Mixon hurt. Like Alvin Kamara was the only football first round that wasn't a disaster. How dare you talk about Derrick Henry that way? Well, Derrick Henry was a monster, of course. But do you think it's weird that like it's easier to make a pick in round 10 or 11 this year than it is in round one or two? Wait, you mean from the 10th spot? Is that what you mean? 
No, like in round 10 or 11, it seems like there's tons of options. Lots of good stuff to choose from where it's easier late in drafts. Like the first round to me Mm -hmm. is just kind of a nightmare. Like, do you take LeBron James? Do you mess with Anthony Davis? I think you got to be willing to just, like, who are the guys you really trust in the first round, right? If you just got to decide for if it's Luka and Lillard and Jokic, for example, or or whatever. I mean, I would just be willing to take Lillard third if I need to. You know, just don't take who you think you should take. Be like Steve. <laughs> take the player you really want. <laughs> I'm serious, though, because, you know, Harden's there. I have to take him. No, you don't. You could take Lillard second in a draft. You could take Curry second in a draft. You know what I mean? So you just have to trust your own judgment. And the first round is a little bit more up in the air than it has been in recent years. So just go with your instinct as opposed to like, this is the draft slot. This guy's available. I got to take him. You know what I mean? I feel the same way about Giannis. Like, I don't want to be forced into a free throw punt. If I'm late in the first round and Giannis is falling to me, I'm not going to take him just because I should or I feel like I should, you know? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And, and it's, you know, every draft I've done so far, a different guy has gone with the first pick. And I just don't remember that happening in the past. And even you get in the second round, guys, like Russell Westbrook is a, is kind of a, a resting mess right now. And Kawhi Leonard is going to be a headache. And then Kevin Durant is in the first or second round. Joel Embiid, it's just every time you turn around, it seems like you got to be careful you got to be careful. <laughs> That's the motto of this of this season. <laughs> well, if you want to have a chance to dominate your drafts, you can do so with Roto World's NBA Draft Guide. For as little as three ninety nine a month, you can get access to hundreds of player profiles, rankings for eight category, nine category points, and dynasty leagues, along with customizable projections, positional tiers, and much more. Go to rotoworld.com slash edge for more and use promo code NBAPOD10 for $10 off any annual premium package steve i have some news for you here you ready for this yes luka Doncic went six for ten from the free throw line the other night and yes i I bring this up because if you listen to the podcast you know that steve and i had a bet last season would luka shoot better or worse than 75 percent from the line he ended up at 75.8 i think steve won the bet and steve your trey young jersey has hit the mail it's on the way what yeah yeah Oh, let's go. Yeah. So I finally paid up. I wanted to do that before the season started. And now I want to ask you, are you ready to run this bet back? We are going to run it back. And uh, I, if you're okay with it, think that we should set the bar at 76% for Lucas. 76. So (laughs) you would have to improve two decimal points on what he did last year to win. I'm down for 76. So 76.0 is a push. 76.1 76.1 is a win for you. 75.9 or less is a win for me. Okay. Okay. I'm in. All right. Done deal. Shirzy of players or listeners choosing is on the line. Steve, just a few more names I want to hit quickly before we get out of here. We've seen three games of Mitchell Robinson with Tom Thibodeau as his coach, and I wanted to run the numbers past you and get your opinion. 7.7 points, 7.3 boards, 1.3 steals, 2.0 blocks. He had kind of a couple quiet games and then a big 13-point, 10-rebound, 4-block game on Wednesday. He went 58th in the 30-team draft. That's obviously a huge difference from where we were picking him last year. What do you think about Robinson in the 60 range of drafts, Steve? Uh, It makes me nervous. Just 
the way Tom Thibodeau is coaching-wise, he makes me a little nervous to have Mitchell Robinson playing for him. The good news is if he likes Mitchell Robinson and decides he's going to go with him, he'll play him, you know, 45 minutes a night until his body breaks down. But uh, I am a little concerned about if Mitchell Robinson doesn't buy all the way into what Tibbs is doing then are those two going to get along? And Nerland's Noel is there, mm-hmm. which makes me a little nervous. And you're going to have to, I mean, if you want Mitch Robinson, you're going to have to take him in round five or six probably. And to me, that's a bit of a reach for a guy that's going to score six or seven points a game. Yeah, and I mean, I think that when I think about Robinson and what the experience is probably going to be like, if you're like someone who I would say overmanages your team or you know, manages your team day to day, hour to hour, you're going to be really frustrated. If you're someone who can just put a player in your lineup and kind of forget about them, then I think Robinson ultimately is going to have some value just because of the blocks alone. But he's probably going to be such a roller coaster game to game. I mean, I think he had five fouls in that game where he played well (laughs) most recently. So he's going to be kind of yo-yoing good outings, bad outings, and you're going to be tempted to bench him. And then you bench him and he has a great game on your bench. And he could drive you crazy if you're, you know, playing in a daily league trying to guess. So you, if you're going to draft him, you kind of just got to commit, I think, and throw him in your lineup and deal with the ups and downs. Yeah, it's sort of like, uh, sort of like if you're if you're playing the stock market, you just kind of want to invest your money and kind of forget about it. You don't want to look at it every single day because volatility is rough, and if anybody has volatility, it is Mitch Rob. <laughs> All right, you were saying before you don't tend to put a ton of stock in the preseason, but I think we got to talk about maybe the biggest star of the preseason. That would be Talon Horton Tucker. In his first three preseason games for the Lakers, he put up 23.3 points, 8.0 rebounds, 3.3 dimes, 2.7 steals, 1.7 threes. He had that big 33-point game. Now, the caveat is that LeBron James played a total of 15 minutes in those games. Anthony Davis played a total of 18. So we're not looking at what is actually the real Lakers regular season rotation, but we are looking at a season where LeBron, Anthony Davis, Lakers veterans could be resting more given their NBA finals run in the quick turnaround. So is Horton Tucker a player you're going to be taking a flyer on at the end of drafts? He's a player I want to take a flyer on at the end of drafts. Like like you mentioned, I'm not a big preseason guy, but he certainly caught my attention. The fact that LeBron James is hyping him up so much and LeBron, you know, he's LeBron's guy helps his potential for to get minutes with that team I think and like you said LeBron and AD were listed as probable every single game last year so they're constantly on the injury report there's going to be rest there's going to be load management going on I love him as a, a late round flyer yeah I mean it seems like this is the kind of thing where we might n- we'll know in like a week or two like oh well that wasn't a thing but it's again if you're talking about like the later rounds where we're totally willing to drop those players if it doesn't pan out you you essentially have nothing to lose by taking a shot on him exactly and he went 157th in the 30 team draft you're basically depending on the size of your league that's basically your last pick or one of your last picks so you truly have nothing to uh nothing to fear yeah you don't Okay, Steve, three more names I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off here. And I think I'm just gonna let you I'm gonna I'm gonna throw them all at you at once and you can respond with your interest level. Danny Avdia for the Wizards had an impressive preseason opener, six for six for fifteen points, three three pointers. They were set to play their second preseason game on Thursday night. So this is another case where we could be even more excited 
by the time this podcast runs or much less excited if Avdia had an off game there. Teo Maladone, the 19-year-old rookie point guard for Oklahoma City, had a 20-point game and looked pretty impressive doing so. He's on my late-round radar, and he has a preseason game on Friday, so we'll be watching him there. And then Shake Milton for the Sixers had 19 points in Philly's preseason opener and is being talked about as potentially a Lou Williams or Jamal Crawford sixth man for Doc Rivers. Not that we have those high of expectations, but that role can obviously pay off for a guard off of Doc Rivers' bench. So Avdia, Maladone, Milton, are any of those guys that you are excited to take with a late flyer? Uh, yeah, all three of them I, I would consider. Uh, I kind of like Maladone being in OKC. We've talked a lot about how SGA Shea is going to be there by himself trying to carry everything on his shoulders alone. And you know maybe Maladone gets in there and helps him and plays a lot and does well. So Evdia, I like him too. I think he's going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year. I kind of got burned by Shake last year. I don't really trust Shake. The whole, we're going to put Bennett power forward and let Shake run the show. Didn't really work out very well in yeah. fantasy last year. I talked myself into Shake Milton in the 30-team league because when you get very late, you're just kind of hoping for guys who are going to play is this a guy who can get 25 minutes a game and then he's worthwhile i took him 176 so he's probably going to go on draft in a lot of leagues but at least i think he should be on your radar same with maladone not a guy who really needs to be drafted in leagues necessarily unless it's a super deep league but just names to keep in mind as the season cranks up any thoughts for you steve before we uh get out of here no i hope everybody uh everybody has fun and safe fantasy drafts this weekend and that you get the guys you want and that may the may the load management problem not be yours this year. <laughs> All right. And uh, we will be back on Tuesday, which is the first day of the regular season. As I said, just four days to go as we release this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. It's a Tuesday-Friday schedule for us moving forward. We're looking forward to the start of the season. Hope everyone has a great weekend of drafts. Thanks for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.